Welcome to the Imaginal Studio podcast, hosted by Ria Ema. I'm joined today by my good friend DJ Bungie to talk about his experiences of being in a creative funk and to share some advice to help other musicians navigate this often frustrating and anxiety-ridden time. So DJ Bungie is the founder and member of the very well-known Bristol band Laid Black, um, is a DJ and producer in his own right, um, has been a wonderful positive role model, um, working with young people as a mentor and a youth worker, um, and is also the Bristol International Ambassador for Music. Thanks for joining the podcast today, Bungie. Hi, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure okay. and an honour. <laughs> so. Talk to me about your experience of um, being in a creative funk. Um, my experience or experiences, um, basically, it could be in varied scenarios. Obviously, life affects everybody from when you wake up and you go back to sleep. So, um, you know, that's kind of obviously like a, a format. But um, what happens? Well... You know, on on many levels, you know, um, I kind of I'm happy when I'm creative. I'm unhappier when I'm not so creative. Um, and when I'm on a block, then you know, sometimes I need to just chill and kind of relax and take some time from me. Or maybe I'm tired mentally, physically. Mm. Um, as you know, um, going on last year. I was all over the place gigging and DJing with myself, the band, and also lots of times in the studio producing lots of hours and, you know, not getting enough sun or it's raining outside, so you're not really missing anything. But when it's sunny, I feel like I'm missing everything because England isn't sunny often (laughs) and kind of uh, I like to step out when the sun's shining. So, um, you know, in a brief, that's kind of... Um, kind of a, like an example or examples of when I get in a creative funk blockage. So do you think that's related to maybe like burnout, where you've been going out really hard and and you've been you've been gigging, you've been DJing, you've been you know practicing with the band, you've been on tour, you've been producing, and then it's like your cup is empty. Yeah. That, that that could be one scenario, or sometimes you just you just not creative, you know. Like um, you know um, uh, when we've had end of when we've come to the end of the season, say touring with the band, and I've had no DJ bookings for say weeks, let's say, um, which hasn't happened often in the last three, four, maybe five years, you can say. But um, when that has happened, um, I've yeah I suppose I could be really really tired and it doesn't affect you to the week the week after that the week after that sometimes like every Saturday even when I'm not gigging or Friday I'm kind of on a hypo um could be sat at home watching tv my son jumping all over me and I'm kind of I'll come to a certain time when normally maybe maybe say seven to twelve one two three even um, where you could be gigging and that kind of, I don't know, that kind of sort of, you know, like a, a pattern of my life and play is kind of in my body clock now, even, yeah. you know, even being on lockdown as we are now. Um, 
my my hours are <laughs> pretty erratic. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, if I'm not um, creating a beat, I'm DJing, and if I'm not doing that, I'm doing a 5K run somewhere. So I'm just trying to keep fit and healthy, mind, body, and soul. But um, obviously, you do, I do get tired, and when I'm tired, I kind of tend to either listen to lots of other people's music as we're all locked down um, and kind of buzz off of their energies, whether it be old and new music or um, watch maybe TV um, as in like films, Netflix and chill, mm. as they say. So, you know, um, obviously um, with my son in tow, you know, they're like, they're like in normal life. <laughs> so, so do you think a lot of people perhaps experience the feeling of almost guilt when they're going through a bit of a creative funk where they're not producing yeah I felt like that in the past um like when I've come crashing burning down to a halt of um not having any ideas not even wanting to go near anything create not even dj practicing DJing and that's my work that's who I am first before I would even say I'm a producer or anything like that um or musician that's up to people you know to say that I'm a DJ that's anything I do is with a DJ mind mindset um from when I don't even want to touch my DJ tools vinyl laptop controller whatever then I'm obviously not in my juice flow of uh, creative thoughts and ideas you know even just me practicing and playing other people's music you know some like a inspire me to write or create something um and if i'm not playing music or practicing my my skills on what i just said then um yeah i find that in the past then i need time to kind of maybe just stay away and not think about music and do other stuff and be um and just chill and like just enjoy life you know what i mean and certainly not to be hard on myself nowadays as i used to be in my younger days to the point of you know you know i'll just be thinking oh well i gotta be doing it everyone else is you know and, and not a case i follow fashion i'm pretty competitive you know what i mean mm. so if you put me in a mindset of a football player a draw is not good enough. I want to win the game. Tap in mm. that goal, head it in. You know what I mean? Like lastminute.com on the 93rd minute. I want to be, you know, to creating that opportunity for my, for me to win, my team to win, whatever. So, mm. um, and um, yeah, so I can't be hard on myself, but uh, that was the younger self, I would say. Um, and because I just had so many kind of projects going on or, things I was doing, I kind of, I, I look back and boy, you're, you're totally crazy. You know what I mean? But it's all for the love of what we call music for me. And uh, that's the one thing that keeps me sane, but obviously can flip the switch, you know what I mean? And, um, and make me feel a bit, a bit crazy, I which think is normal, a, I think. <laughs> I think there's a fine line between kind of balancing the, the the good side of being competitive and being inspired and watching what other yeah. people are doing and and using that to fuel your own kind of creative process but yeah. also using it as a as a way to then 
overdo it and overexert yourself and push yourself so hard that you crash and burn really, really too quickly. And yeah. you don't end up being able to sustain that creativity over mm. a longer period of time. You know, and like if you compare yourself to perhaps back then to who you are now, and perhaps you've got a more balanced lifestyle where, you know, you yeah. are creating, but you're then spending time doing exercise you're outside, you're spending time with your son, with your friends, with your family. Yeah. I think a lot of people, especially when, you know, like I look at, you know, some stories I read about some incredible producers that would literally lock themselves in a basement for like weeks on end to produce yeah. an album. And it's like, well, yeah. that's all good and well, but that's not sustainable. And if you want to be a musician as a career, it's mm. about learning to find that balance between pushing yourself and, and giving mm. yourself some goals yeah. to achieve and, you know, having that kind of slight competitive nature. And being inspired by people, but also being able to step back and say, you know what, I need to take a break. And I think a yeah. lot of us find that really hard to take that break. Yeah. And especially if, um, you know, I know all levels of producers and DJs and, you know, I'm one of the fortunate ones where, you know, um, doing music has uh, pays my bills. You know, I've got a mortgage, I've got this, that and the other, you know, I've got responsibilities and, I'm in an okay position, not like, you know, where we're at now is affecting everybody, whether, mm -hmm. especially if you're, you know, it don't matter what level you are, you're affected because there ain't no gigs on, there ain't no festivals, there's no, no nothing for anybody. So uh, unless you've got music online and it's selling and it's selling really well, that might be your income and you're in a even more privileged position, obviously, which you've put yourself in and you've worked your nuts off to be in. And um, that's all blessed, but I, you can't take nothing for granted. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely, um, um, I wouldn't say more relaxed. I'm more educated on what and how, uh, what I do with my time and my energy and with people. And, you know, nowadays, um, you know, I don't necessarily work with people to, um, try to get a number one tune on a this or that. I, I work with them because I'm feeling what I do. To be fair, I've always worked with energy, and if I'm feeling the track, if I'm feeling the people or person, or if it's you know a, a genre that I'm doing on myself, even I, I kind of it's my energy, and I'm more conservative with my time and energy, and you know. Um, which you know you've got to be instead of like um running around like back in the day you know at a hip-hop label at a rave label at a jungle drum and bass label you know um, i got signed to warner i got signed to this um another label um, at the time um which was a rave label done a like happy hardcore <laughs> i still when i look back and i think booyah it's just like you know but you know none of you know some of it was on my own some of it was with people but either way I was integral to the formats of music and the genres I was doing but then when I come out of it some four or five years later of achieving some really good things you know what I mean um you know I was definitely mentally burnt out and I kind of had to, to rejig my hard drive on like what am I going to do as in, who am I? What am I going to do? You know, okay, well, I can't do that format music on myself. You know, not that you've got to do music on yourself, but I kind of narrowed it down to what and who I, so I'm not reliant on people. 
and then mm. I was you know which is kind of hip-hop drum and bass jungle and house kind of that type of music until I create you know like um, myself and Joe created uh, something called lay black then you work with musicians then you're I've opened up <laughs> that, that world again, working with lots of people more than just myself or myself being totally in charge of something. Yeah. But, um, you know, but I was more educated when I created lay black and kind of um, more knowledgeable and was uh, maybe respectful and appreciative of, you know, a guitarist, a, a keyboard player, um, a bass player, a sound engineer. So when you masters your music, all the levels that make your product sound so so good uh, mm. at the end, hopefully, you know what I mean? As well as your skill set. So you think perhaps working with other artists and, and having other people around you could be quite helpful if you're going through a bit of a creative block? Yes, totally. Um, 110%. At the same breath, it can be the flip as well. It could be so draining on you me- mentally. The narrative is... We're, we're working together musically, mm. you know, like let's, we've got aims and objectives, let's, let's do this. But yeah, to answer you on what you said, yeah, it's always a plus. I, I feel, especially when I'm in a conundrum, you know what I mean? If I've not been creative for a week, a month, two months, you know, in the past, as I say, when I come out of that conundrum of doing all the multiple labels I had and was part of and so on I took two two and a half years out of even writing anything you know I just about kind of got back into DJing but the one thing I did do was go and see lots and lots of live music and and got inspired by lots of other artists and because I was so kind of burnt out I was like mentally I was fine in my well-being but I just had no interest to kind of um you know be DJ Bungie, um, producer, whatever, musician, mm. whatever. You know what I mean? I, no, I couldn't give a shit about it. I just kind of was low on my hunger. It used to be fierce and is now as I, as, I, as I talk to you. But I can remember having that lull where, you know, I was fine. And, I was, and I'll tell you what it was. I started to play football. So I put all my, all that is me into kicking a ball I hadn't kicked a ball uh, since I was in school and then I can remember being in my mid-twenties and then um Joe funny enough asked me if I want to play for his team and Jimmy Brown and I was like oh I ain't played football since but Joe knows my mentality and he was like yeah man the bungee like, I don't know what he's like but come just as a body even just to play ball anyway they soon find what I was like. <laughs> I was like, want to be Patrick Vieira. <laughs> um, and I'm fierce in the midfield. And I'll give you 110%. So I guess, really, a lot of people um, in the arts seem to feel like the only fulfillment they'll ever get is from their art. Um, whether that be art or music or any kind of, you know, anything creative. But actually, mm. that really just proves that, you know, you can get that fulfillment in other areas in ways that can yeah. actually help you live a more balanced lifestyle and then can reinvigorate you you yeah. know to get back out there and, and perform or, or produce or create or sing or whatever it is that you're doing um and, and that's really important part of that process is finding that balance and, and understanding yeah. that art isn't your only source of fulfillment in life it's it's a big part of it and you know people talk about music or art as you know this is who I am 
well, it's it, it's not who you are. It's what you do. It, you know, mm. what you create is what you do. Who you are comes out in the music and comes out mm. in what you're creating, but it's not who you are. It doesn't define you as a person. And, and being that kind of like finding that holistic person for yourself and finding mm. that balance is what, in my eyes, you know, and I'm, I'm amateur in comparison to most of the people I know in music, but what I've seen over the years in, in various different people is those that are finding a more balanced lifestyles are the ones that are able to sustain it much longer and, and find a better sense of fulfillment in all areas of their life rather than just focusing on that one thing. And I think, I guess that's like anything. It could be, you know, like if you're just focusing all your energy on, on your job, whether it be, you know, as a janitor in a school or, you know, as a lawyer, and then you're not really focusing on anything else around you, you're not going to feel completely fulfilled. Um, I think that applies definitely yeah. to the arts. Um, yeah, I, yeah, you're 110% right. Um, but everyone's built different. Everyone thinks different. Everyone mm. feels different. For me, I've done music. I was lucky that I've done music. Um, you know, it kept me out of trouble. You know, I kind of, my dad done music. So organically... You know, I've been around my father, him playing music, just loving music, loving music. You know, there's one, if I've ever, if I could ever say one thing is I love music. You know, mm. I don't say that to people easy. You know, I just, you know, I'm not, of course I say it to my son, but it's something that I don't find easy to say. I love whatever, you know what I mean? But I could categorically, no problem, any, even someone I don't like, and if I like their music, I would like, mate, I love that track of yours. If mm. I love it, you know what I mean, and it's with ease, not even a, a doubt in my head. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm feeling that brother or sister, whoever. You know what I mean? You've got a beautiful voice, girl. You know what I mean? It comes out with ease. You know what I mean? It's mm. like me seeing someone with a fresh pair of trainers on, and I go, yeah, girl, them trainers are sick. You know what I mean? Is is not is not even a process like path a full process of insecurity from me or mm. anything wanting to gain from them it's kind of just how I feel um and I uh, for me uh, I say it to people and I say it to young people I've said it to adults I've said it to a few ba ba band members as well do not disrespect music you know what I mean to me it's like uh mm. for me it's like my mecca you know what I mean I have to say I can remember maybe the second time I had a creative block is when my father passed and um, mm. I don't know how long that lasted because I just went in a bit of a bubble. <laughs> like, um, uh, and I can remember I just had a, I was going up and down the motorway crazy, as in like for gigs, DJing in, in my own right. This was before Lay Black was even created. And then I can, I can remember when I started coming out of the haze of grief, I would say that is. But either way, it stumped my creative um, flow and my energy to be or even be around people that were doing stuff like that I kind of mm. went in my own little bubble I can remember when I came out of it or was coming out of it or when I looked to want to come out of it however you feel or I felt in this case um, I, I kind of um, yeah I, I was like you know chatting to myself I was like so what what next MB you know, like your father's passed. And then I kind of like, you know, I was like, well, my dad would want me to just come true, son. You know, mm. you love music. Just, 
run true. You know, you'll, you'll get that other side of how you're feeling now. You know what I mean? And and and, and luckily, I, I, I did. You know what I mean? Because I kind of, I, I I can remember it was just just a numbness. You know what I mean? As I say, life experiences, you don't know how and what they are that come to you daily. Mm. Um, you know, how they affect you, how they're going to affect you. So um, I can say categorically that's kind of one thing because even going to my father's now, say if I wasn't, the time before I wasn't being creative, but I'll go and see my dad, he's dropping the needle on the tunes. Uh, you know, having a little, like, fathead, if that's what he occasionally with his little doobie and thing. You know what I mean? Bubbling up in his kitchen, dropping, drawing the bass. And mm. that would make me laugh and chuckle because my dad's hopping up on one foot. And then, you know, I can remember when I was in my creative flow, sort of, and around my dad, like, I'll leave from my dad's and he dropped this reggae tune. And I'll be like, the bass line. And then I'm going, I've left him and I'm most probably high. And I consider I don't smoke, but I'm in the room with him. <laughs> and he's just had a, like, doobie. And I'm going home with my own little setup at the time, an Atari, a Casio, I said, one, whatever. Um, and, you know, I'll have a bass line in my head and I can't play keys for peanuts, especially at that time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'll be do, 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 you know, to a rave beat or something. Can it be this reggae bass line on this, you know, like soon to be a format of music, which was called Jungle. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. I was coming up with these, you know, like these little beats. And, I, and the funny thing is in lockdown, I've got, because I'm such a hoarder with my music stuff. I've got all the tapes, all my DAT tapes, everything I kind of created, like hundreds, if not a couple of thousand of tape. But if you put the tapes and the DATs together, stupendous amounts. Even my early like DJing sessions, I've got one or two that I've, I find this like legendary one, which has got my, me giving my little brother a DJ sort of, he was 10 at the time. I was most probably like 19, 20 giving him a DJ lesson. It's really beautiful that your dad inspired you so much. And yeah, 100%. you know, I think that's the beautiful thing about music in particular is, you know, we're all being inspired by each other and, and mm. people from our pasts and, and, you know, people that we're seeing all the time. And it's great because it's just making music evolve exponentially at the moment, you know, and, and so many yeah. great things are coming out of music. Um, at the moment like so many new genres just being created just to almost I guess put a wrapper around people just being extra creative do you think there's a link between the pressure and demand to produce work whether it be from a label or the industry or your fans or even yourself oh, do you think yeah. that there could be a link between that and hitting a creative or stumbling into a creative block yeah of course because you know if um you know, if you're signed for money, uh, you know, let's be real, real talk. So mm. when I signed to Warner, um, you know, um, they, they expected things, you know. So, you know, and if it wasn't successful or, you know, um, or anything you've done, basically, I signed to Warner, all my publishing, everything goes to them. Then it got halved before I even seen anything because obviously I got an advance and stuff like that. And I got signed, you know, any label, it could be different scenarios, you know what I mean? But to, to answer you and answer your question, yeah, of course, that can affect you hugely because of the pressures, you know, mm -hmm. especially if there's a time frame and you're not happy with a product, you you kind of 
you're working on and then it's got to be ready for a month's time and then you're three weeks go by like that and then you're a week you know a week to go and you're still not happy with it and you might have to you know make it submit it or kind of you know all the advertising the promo promo that's gone for that product you know that's Mm. you might have to incur, incur the costs so yeah there's pressures as you know pressures but that's the handshake that you kind of work towards you know um if that's what you your product is in that yeah. sort of in that environment and you're part of that product because it's your product you know what i mean so then pressures are going to come and i guess it's hard to then find the balance between obviously you know doing what is technically your job you know, it's yeah. like me, like my, my full-time job isn't music. I go to work, mm. I come home, and music is my hobby. So therefore, it doesn't have the same pressures. And yet I still put pressure on myself, regardless. Yeah, I still yeah, yeah, put yeah. a lot of pressure on myself, even yeah. though it's not a thing for making money for me. So then you add that extra pressure on to being creative. Mm-hmm. I can see how that causes a lot of issues for musicians and artists you know and yeah and relationships and yeah and relationships and <laughs> like you know, your mental life health, your well-being yeah. life everything and every aspect you know like then, unless unless you are that robotic and I would say well no it's going to affect you regardless but obviously the younger you are you know you might not have kids you might not have responsibilities like paying a mortgage or you might be living at home, but either way, you know, there's, 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 you know, when I was younger, you know, my mum used to moan about the music, threatened to throw my decks out the window. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's the problem. I affected her, her mental health. You know what I mean? <laughs> my dad, it didn't touch the side. He loved it. Yeah, turn it up, son. Son, what is, what's this tune? You know what I mean? But my mum, I used to drive her absolutely I can imagine. crazy. Coming home, stupid o'clock after caring for people, she want peace and quiet and mm. some good food and and enjoy her family. But then having this hell raising son, he's like, bam, 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 <laughs> oh, funky, funky. Here the job again, wicked. You know what I mean? Upstairs, like as as loud as you can imagine. So yeah, loud. That would do my that, nutting as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and it was you know and and anybody who lives or does music know that. You know, like it's repetitive. You know, you, when you're practicing, it's very, it very, very repetitive. Very repetitive, and you start yeah. like I, one of the things I suffer with a lot is quite quickly I start hating my music, and then like <laughs> no. I like love it, and then within about two days of because I'm trying to like learn to mix at the moment, which yeah. is a big task in itself. So it's like going from creative to like literally understanding how to make it all gel really well together and I'm just like I am so bored I get bored far too quickly I'm like bored of my music within two days and then I listen to it a month later I'm like oh my god I love this it's amazing and then like two days later I'm like I hate this but like I you know that's part of learning and it's part of developing and, and and understanding how you work and understanding your practice and you know, I guess that's part of also kind of helping to overcome a bit of a creative block. There's other things that you can be doing if mm. you're struggling to create, you know, if you're, you know, if you're a producer, but you haven't learned to mix or master, you know, there's things that you could do to learn how to understand the 
technicalities of what you do beyond the creativity, which then naturally kind of interweaves with the creative aspect of creating music. And, yeah. you know, I kind of mix and go as I'm creating and it all kind of evolves together. But I know yeah. a lot of producers that literally just go out there, create something and hand it over to a mixing engineer. So it's like, you know, maybe that's something that you could do if you are struggling with a creative block is actually use it as a time to do some learning and, and develop your yeah. skills in other areas. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, that's, what, what that's a good thing you said you? there. That's a good thing. Cause um, sorry to talk over you. There's a, oh, I got a good friend who we're working on a project now and he's not got access to like um, my studio, like, um, because that, he's got his own studio, by the way, but we've been working in my studio, so we've got different plugins and stuff like that, a bit of a different setup to his and some vital ingredients. But we got locked down before he could, or he matched up his computer to have similar. But um, he's been basically just going on. We got the great thing called YouTube, obviously, where he's just seen other talented musicians do their thing and learning all these plugins and these new mm. creative pieces of software. And like, he's, he's a grand wizard for your door. You know what I mean? Like me, you know, I, I wouldn't, you know, I'm on a basic level to what I've got, the kit I got, you know what I mean? He comes in and he's like, move out of the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like waving a magic wand around. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? And like, you know what I mean? <laughs> So what advice would you give to other people that might be going through a bit of a creative block at the moment? I think the one thing, if you're in a creative block, is to maybe try to love music. Again, maybe not what you're doing and take time out and kind of reflect on what you're doing, what how you've been doing it. Uh, maybe just inspired from other people as we're blessed now to have like online tutorials or mass other jedis at the art doing what they're doing male female there's just so many talented musicians you know what i mean it's yeah i was in and numbing about doing let's say i'm at a creative block but i was in and numbing about doing an online dj set in my own right you know what i mean and then i seen like david morales um, Jazzy Jeff, just to name two, Little Louie, name three. And straight away, after watching them guys do what they do and DJ Cash Money, and you know, Gareth kicked back, you know, he played a, a like a, a, a jungle set. You know, I was inspired. I was like, yeah, man, I want some of this. I, I, I was straight away feeling the energy from these like dons at what they do, you know what I mean? Mm. And um, it inspired me to, you know, and then randomly a week later, I get asked. Um, by um, DJ Stars to do this DJ Alliance thing where there was multiple DJs, like a whole day of music. And um, I never looked back. It was kind of, I'd done that one. And then randomly I got asked by Boomtown to do another one because they seen that one. So it was kind of like, oh, yeah. And then, you know. I was, so you never I've know where like, it might even lead. You just know? never know. Yeah, you just mm-hmm. kind of like, so I done, I've done like five, five or six sets now already. So, um, you know, and because... Um, I felt energized and kind of like inspired by other people, mm. you know what I mean, of multi-genres, you know what I mean? And yeah. um, I also made sure I'd done multi-genre set, sets as well, not just one flavor, you know, just express myself. I, I haven't got to entertain a crowd. I, I'm just entertaining. I'm just playing what I love, 
Yeah. And if you and if you tune into that and you like it, then we're like minded. If you're not, then there's no hard feelings. You don't engage yeah. and you don't <laughs> click in and listen past that one track that you liked or or not at all. You know what I mean? Mm. But I got so much good feedback. You know, like uh, yeah, I, people are into music. You know, multi-genre music. And if you give it to them in a uh, in a, a way that they kind of digest as they're washing the plates at home, washing the car painting their house or whatever because we're all mm. locked up now <laughs> you know with this covid scenario mm. you know it is what it is right now yeah definitely i think taking inspiration from others is really a great way to kind of help you get get back into that creative zone i know one of the things that i've been doing quite a lot of is actually watching music documentaries yeah um, oh yeah it's, it's like yeah. sometimes i find that like listening to or watching what other people are doing sometimes can exasperate the situation because I'm like oh but I should be doing that sometimes it actually you know it does it on the flip side so I think of other things that I can do and I'll like research musicians that I like and look at their story and their background and how they've developed and where they've come from like I'm reading this incredible book that my dad lent me that um, I mentioned in my my first blog piece um, and it's called songwriters on songwriting and it's got like like so many great songwriters and musicians in there just talking about their journey and talking about how they you know how they wrote certain songs and like it was really really eye-opening to see that some of the greatest songs in the world took like 10 years to write you know like to me that was eye-opening and it, it I just even just doing things like that and I watched a really great documentary about this guy who was like researching music across different areas in India and and like spending time with different types of musicians from different genres and it was really really interesting and you know it's not it's not the style of music that I produce by any stretch of form but it really inspired me quite quickly even just to go in and play around and not create something but actually play around with different types of instruments which months later have ended up in some of the music that I've produced, you know. There you go. So what are you working on right now then? Anything interesting going on in your world? Yeah, what I'm working on right now um, is a, a, a track called Boundaries, um, a track I produced with an artist called uh, Kayla. And um, I also got the two remixes, um, one by um, uh, a, a friend of mine, Chris Gold, and um, another one by um, Gareth Kickback. Um, I sat with him and we remixed uh, in a drum and bass jungle flavor. So, um, well, drum and bass flavor. So, um, yeah, it's, I've, the, the original version I done, Boundaries is a 90 BPM uh, kind of R&B hip hoppy vibe track. Um, the remix is more of a chill one that Chris Gold has done. And then obviously you've got the, the double time one, the drum and bass version, which is uh, by uh, Kickback and myself. And I must admit, <laughs> it's a slammer. The, the, all three of them I'm feeling, but um, I've, I've played online um, the drum and bass one. And yeah, people, that, that is, has gone down really well. Right. You know, I've had people inbox me saying... Um, what is that? You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, that was pretty cool. That was pretty exciting. Um, and then secondly, me and Joe, um, we, we've got um, um, like this, which isn't a laid black track, is uh, 
track under my under, under guys gratitude which um over the years uh, I, i've done stuff with mace mm. and i've also got stuff with brother nick but i also do on myself as a, a my own project called gratitude and that's more of the housey dance um vibe and me and joe have got a track um called sunshine and that's going to be coming out in the summer um I think is that yeah. the one that I've heard. I think I think that's I might have heard a sample of that. Um yeah, yeah, you may may well really have, but like it's not it. finished. Yeah, I played um I played it, but I I want some other sort of live elements on there. Mm. It's 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 yeah, it's there's 98% there. I just need to put the cherry on the cake, you know what I mean? So um um mm. but obviously we're locked down and I can't get the <laughs> musician I want um to, you know, because he's not got a recording. A setup at home but that as soon as i can then that'll be finished and then mixed and mastered but i've played that online as well that went down really well as well so uh we've got a video for that we've done it last year in iinapa as me and joe had um um basically gigs um you know, uh, gigs abroad last year and mm. everywhere we went um i filmed him and us um like doing this track so uh we've got some beautiful sunshine locations and nice. all that stuff <laughs> it was all good like breathing in the tummy like trying to look, look super cool <laughs> and all that shit <laughs> no but more importantly it was like the part as we played when we dropped it and he performed the track it went down really well so we've actually got us uh, on boat parties and things like that and it was uh, a great experience a bit you know big shout to kelly for making that happen because she's a uh, like sort of the booking agent for that side of the uh, stuff so uh we're blessed with that. It's pity it won't be going on this year. Um, so, um, yeah, 2021, that'll be happening again, hopefully. Oh, my God, but, it's um, going to be so busy in 2021. Like Everybody's yeah, going to be on holiday. So much music yeah. is going to be released in the next 12 months, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, because straight away this year, we'd, we were playing at Glastonbury. We were playing at Boomtown. You know what I mean? Like, and these things aren't happening. And it's just basically our whole roster is just being like everyone else's. Mm. But fundamentally, you know, I'm I'm not moaning. As long as people are healthy and well, that's all what is all about. Nothing more, nothing less. You can't create music or be on a stage or playing in front of audiences if you're unwell. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? I've, I've got my focus head on and making sure, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being creative and, um, and um, finishing off these projects and these tracks, you know what I mean? And uh, Lay Black have got two albums coming out this year. We've got a deluxe album of The About Time with um, a dub remix, um, remix cool. um, versions of that album with one or two little extras on there. And then we've got, at the end of the year, we've got um, kind of From the Vaults with one or two new gems, um, another album. And in the meantime, <clears throat> when things go back to normal, next year we'll have like the anniversary album because it'd be 20 years of lay black oh my so um and we want to have brand new you know a whole brand new the musicians that are now and um that's incredible you know like um so we want to basically not want to we're going to have like three albums in a sort of year calendar sort of thing or year and a half ish max because Obviously, we don't know when we're coming out of COVID. To, mm. you know. So, yeah, every, everybody's working hard one so way or another. you're a busy man. Yeah, busy, but healthy, more importantly. You know what I mean? 
mm. mind, body, and soul. As we know, we've got to look after that. For real, for real. Well, thank <laughs> you so much for like blessing me with the time to talk about this. And, and it's a topic that is um, really important to me at the moment because, you know, I've, I've felt it and I've seen other people feel it and I've seen how it's affected people. But um, it's also a really exciting topic to talk about uh, as the beginning of my podcast series. So I really, really yeah. am quite grateful for you to take the time out and be part of that. Yeah, well, thanks. For, it's, it's a blessed opportunity when talking about stuff that I, you know, unless someone asks you, you kind of don't don't talk about certain things. And I, I kind of look forward to uh, uh, being a narcissist and listening back. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>